You can find the comic book characters on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash kneelbeforepod or follow us on Twitter at cbcharacters. You can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. And now you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Search comic book characters. Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, it is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And as always, I've got my gracious co-host, Chris, the creator. Gossett is, sir, how are you doing today? What's up, homie? I'm doing just fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff uh, to cover this week. We're going to be covering... Uh, the Full plate. Yeah. Full plate. We've got a full count, just three balls, two strikes... There's a layup. There's a touchdown. Uh, wow, already metaf- mixed metaphors. All right. Yeah. There's a lineup change. This is like MTV's Rock and Jock. There's all sorts of stuff. Where's Daisy Fuentes at? <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. Dan where, is, where are they? <laughs> what are they doing? Where are they at? Mo Rocca, I think, works for ESPN. Or no, that's the other guy. I was about to say word, really? No, what's it? Ah, who cares? Um, we got a lot of stuff to cover this week. We're going to be covering Iron Fist, uh, first look at Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, Danny Rand. <laughs> oh, no. We, a possible new Thor coming to the Marvel Comics universe. We've got some casting corner news, as always. We're going to cover some trailers. We've got, oddly enough, we're going to talk about the movie Life, right? Okay, so you might be wondering, huh. how does that tie into comic book stuff? We're going to get to it, but we're going to lead off uh, with something that's actually a bit somber, sad, uh, not, in a, not in a Trump way, but you like, went there, man. like legit sad, like a real legitimately sad thing. We talked about Stanley's health uh, last pod, Oh and, yeah, and he's, he's still on the mend, man. Like it, I think he canceled another weekend worth of appearances, so again, please get well, Stan, but in the midst of that, Unfortunately, we have lost another comic legend. Um, for those that don't know, Bernie Wrightson uh, has passed away, unfortunately. Now, Bernie had been in poor health for some time. It's been touch and go for a while. So uh, people that were following that story were kind of expecting this. For those that don't know, Bernie Wrightson is most well known for doing the art for Swamp Thing. And um, we'll, we'll probably post some pictures up on the thread. Uh, really dynamic work. I think he also did some work for EC Comics back in the like 50s and 60s. Um, really, really cool monster-themed, driven artwork. Uh, his take on Swamp Thing is generally considered to be like the definitive take on the character. Uh, so I just you know, from us here at Comic Book Characters. Rest in peace to Mr. Bernie Wrightson, of course. Condolences yeah. to his family. Um, have are, Did you ever read any Swamp Thing comics or anything? No. I, th- I think when I was a kid, whenever I saw any of those, I was really afraid of the covers. Right. So, which speaks to his talent. I mean, uh, he was able to take the, like, the medium of comics and just widen it to such a scope to where it was, you know, some of it was visually, you know, off-putting and stuff very I mean, jarring yeah very yeah. Dr- very visceral kind of grotesque but not like not in a kitschy way not like right. in a you know what i mean like 
just in an unnerving, unsettling kind of way. That I think that that nails it. Like yeah, you know, what you it, just it, said. it wasn't garbage pail kids. Um, right. Th- this was like chiaroscuro stuff. I mean, high levels of art form, uh, making you like just have immediate reactions to whatever was on the page. Uh, yeah, no. I, I want to now. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend. I mean, I, this is this is not my take. I mean, I think everyone says this, but Alan Moore did a run on Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you want to look for for well told told story, look at Alan Moore. Now I'm I'm trying to think. I think there was some crossover between Bernie Wrightson's art and Alan Moore's writing. There may be a, some epi- uh, issues where you get both, and if so, like definitely look at those. Um, but beyond that, the early, early Swamp Thing stuff is, is definitely writes in, and at least visually, they're, they're very dynamic, mm. uh, issues. And I think they just recently released, like, a collection of Swamp Thing stories in, like, a trade paperback within the last, like, three months or so. So, that's, out, you know, for you listeners out there that are looking for something to, to start with, that's probably where I would, where I would go. But yes, again condolences from us here at comic book characters um we keep losing losing legends you know and not just in the comic field but like you know last year towards the back end of the year we lost a lot of musicians and uh, yeah. artists and actors and stuff and it's just man i you know i don't know i don't even know what to say about all that but it, it sucks it just sucks that's all i got um what hopefully doesn't suck it's a weird transition wow <laughs> But how do you, you know, how do you transition out of someone passing away? I would say that, you know, if anything we should take away uh, from his legacy is that he was a creative mind. And the best thing, you, the best way to honor a creative mind like that is to be inspired and create your own thing to, you know, uh, to change the world like he did. So if you have the means, if you have, if you have the ability, if you have the passion, because it, it'll come through, uh, just try to create some sort of something. Uh like we try to here, and like DC tries to again and again in their movie catalog. Yeah. Um, you know, you did say something there. If you have the talent and the drive. So apparently DC has the drive. Mm-hmm. But they also have Zack Snyder at the helm of stuff. So, so the, 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 the talent part of the quote of the equation is, is a giant question mark. It's left wanting. <laughs> so what we're talking about now, of course, is the Justice League trailer that drops. And that just dropped this week. And I got to say, first impressions. And I'm not I'm not surprised to say this or feel this way at all. It looks nice. Yep. It looks pretty. The action sequences are cool looking. There's a bit of flash stuff in there that looks really nice. There's some the Aquaman stuff that looks pretty <laughs> nice. Yeah. There's... The Batman, and there's a reason why I'm I'm punctuating this. I'll talk about it in just a second. But there's some the Batman stuff looks okay. Wonder Woman looks fantastic. Ooh, but, not the not the Wonder Woman. Not the, yeah, I know. Oh, dude, talk about gender inequality. Problematic. Right? Overall, the trailer looks nice. Before we get into the to to start like breaking it down, uh, just generally <laughs> speaking, before we do what we do, <laughs> before we you know what's coming, you know what's coming. But before we before we do that. Before we just shit all over the whole thing, um, what what are your just general impressions? Uh, so what you were expecting? Yeah, my general impressions are okay. I kind of want to see this now. Uh, they, I hope it's not the Suicide Squad trick where the the trailer looks nice and presentable, and then you, and they just 
you know, swap the dates out on, on Tinder and you just end up with something that's a mess. Uh, I guess I'll buy you dinner. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've committed myself for an hour to this. Right. So. I'm here now. Uh, yeah, no, well they, can, they can cut a trailer. <laughs> they can cut a trailer. I'll give them that. I think the word I would use, and I, and, I don't, and this is a, I mean, I, this is a compliment. I think it looks polished. It looks way more polished than I thought it would. Yeah. Even though, I mean, it's coming out this year, right? Like they should be really far along. <laughs> um, I, I just felt like they had a lot to show. Um, in the kind of the way that Guardians did, right? The Guardians Two trailer. Um, oh, such a good trailer. There's, there's not as much of a narrative here. Like, I don't, I don't entirely know what's happening in Justice League. Bad guys are coming. Bad guys are coming, or they are already are here and are they're, waiting. They're already here, Bruce. They've been waiting for us, like Sonic tapping his foot, Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> just waiting on us, waiting on <laughs> the Age of Heroes. Reality would be so much better if everybody had idle animations. That'd be amazing. That'd be, I'm all on board on that. Um, <laughs> but but it looks polished, and they show a lot. They definitely show a lot. There's a lot, it looks like there's going to be a lot of big action sequences, action pieces. Yeah. Cool. Great. Great. Uh, that's fine. These movies should be big. This, especially Justice League, should be a big movie. Right off the bat, though, and I mean the bat, right yeah. off the bat, though, I have a little bit of a problem with a couple of things. One, they refer to Arthur Curry as the Aquaman. He's the Aquaman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got it, Bruce. Um, I'm yeah, Bruce man. Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know he's the Aquaman. Okay. The Aquaman. He's the only Aquaman. There's not more Aquaman running around. I don't think you need the. Why'd you say Martha? I don't. You need, you don't need the uh, the the uh, article there. It's just he's just Aquaman. <laughs> Arthur not, Curry is Aquaman. Like you know, an Aquaman. No, he's not he's, an Aquaman. And then and then they double down on it. Yep. And at some point, oh, you know, it's 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 uh it's Barry Allen. Barry Allen refers to Batman as the Batman. You're the Batman. Uh, it's like, you're, no, dude, you're Batman. Like, there's not more of them. There's just the one. These are weird <laughs> dudes. Okay. There's not that many of this kind of weird dudes out there. They're That'd be kind of cool limited. though if, if Flash was this version, <laughs> if DCU's version of uh, Deadpool, and to start breaking the fourth wall. You know, because he's Flash. He can. He can. Right. Apparently, jump into your movie in the middle of into the middle of the movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're one of the. You're one of the. You're a Batman. Like Clooney or Kilmer. Like yeah. what? <laughs> okay. I, if they, there's no way they're gonna do that. But if they did that, I'm all in, 100. <laughs> percent Then I re- retract everything I just said. Right. Use all of the articles that you want. Um. So that was just. I don't know. Like, I get the. I, I get they're trying to punctuate everything, but it's just like. Like act like you've been there because these, it, it it makes the character stick out even more so to me. And I know it's something small, but it just to me it shows the mindset of how they're Man, writing this. And small I'm just things like, add up. I just, it just makes me it makes me cautious. Yeah. With the with the script again, um, and then you're right. They don't refer to Wonder Woman as the Wonder Woman. They just. <laughs> I think they they might even not even call her Wonder Woman. I think there's just a Diana in there, maybe like just a first name yeah. basis. Yeah, and her name's the, the kitschiest one. So if anybody needs to have a, a definite article in front of them, it's gonna be her. 
It's uh, Wonder Woman. The Wonder. Oh, it's the Wonder Woman. Right. You know, it doesn't sound that silly now. Yeah. Um, but let's. But okay. But so, what? It, what? It, let, let's let's just kind of go back and forth here. What? It, what yeah, is yeah. something that you picked up on that you might be cautious, suspicious of? Kind of moving forward. Um. Uh. One thing I've saw in like my you know consecutive viewings of the, the trailer, uh, was that the fight scenes. Most of the fight scenes, I think the fight scenes against the bad guys look kind of like insecty, people-y. Um, they happen at night. Yeah. And that kind of, when I realized that it was happening at night, I kind of started getting, like, mad. Like, irrationally mad. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Snyder, dude. Um, it's a, it, to me, it, what it kind of says is, oh, we're not that um, confident in our ability to either film this or on our CGI abilities. Uh or just maybe the DP, maybe the director of photography is pretty bad. Um, but yeah, why does this have to happen at night? Do the bad guys only attack at night in the DCEU? I mean, I immediately had to compare it to Avengers. The Chitauri invaded New York in the day. Yeah. That fight looks so different, looks so much worse if it happens at night. Definitely. You so, don't even see them. Like, it just no. looks like a bunch of... And they did the same thing in Suicide Squad. Everything yeah, yeah. happens I at night it. in Suicide Squad. Amid it's the longest crashing night ever. Yeah. Unlimited helicopter budget, and apparently they've destroyed the sun. I and, don't know. Maybe their VFX unit like prefers to animate things at night, which is a really fucking stupid way to do it. A really dumb reason it's probably just poor writing i don't know uh so when when i uh that was like the little thread on the sweater that if you keep pulling at it for me it's gonna start to unravel yeah hopefully they throw some daytime sequences in there like maybe some daytime action sequences would be nice um and the thing is you know all the aquaman stuff is going to be in the water and that shit's going to be dark too yeah like there's no way they're going to make like a well-lit blue like (laughs) clear ocean None of that's happening. He's, he doesn't. He's, he doesn't do his stuff in the Caribbean. Yeah, he's not in. Just... He's not in Coast Miller. Like, he's not in the. Yeah, he's not in the Caribbean, <laughs> fighting. You know, manta ray or, or whatever or black manta. Sorry, 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 <laughs> DC fans. Don't don't kill me. Um. So you know something that you brought up off yeah. air. I yeah, thought yeah. was an interesting point. Uh, we yeah. Look, we look, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That. Look, look. Go ahead and talk about that. Talk about that first. Your boy, Cal Drogo. The, yeah. the one, the, the stallion who will mount the world. The Aquaman. Uh, the Aquaman uh, now. <laughs> uh, reduced to <laughs> some dude crawling out the water. Uh, anyway, Jason Momoa should have been Lobo. Definitely. That one scene where he's like on the bat, uh, Batmobile, whatever the fuck, the, yeah. where Bruce is driving and he goes, yeah. Yeah. Come on, man! You should have been Lobo. This like a thousand percent. Yes, you are. Uh, you were so right. I, I hadn't thought about it. You know, and I think we had talked about. Did we talk about this before the previous? Episode? I don't think so. I remember <laughs> we talked about Lobo. And I think we talked about like who should play Lobo, but I don't think we brought up Jason Momoa at that point. Maybe we, we did. Yeah. But anyway, you, you know were... what? I, past me is probably that clever. Let's give it to me. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna give it to you. If it did come up, it was you. But you're still <laughs> right. You're a hundred percent right. Um, he should have been Lobo. Like, ah oh, man. Uh, and, and the thing is, so I look at that scene, I actually uh-huh. kind of like it. Cause I, I, I tried to think like, you know, if I'm like a 10 year old kid and you, and you see justice league and then you go out to Toys R Us or, you know, you go to Amazon or whatever right. yeah. and you buy the Batmobile and you buy the little, the Aquaman figure. 
That's the first thing. That's you're the first thing you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna yeah. yeah. Drive around the battlefield. You're gonna have Aquaman on the Bill Aquaman on there. He's gonna be like, yeah, oh yeah. He's gonna be, he's gonna be Kool-Aiding it. He's gonna be macho manning it all through your living room. Fuck yeah, dude. I love that. Now that's great. Like I can see that as a child would love that, and that's great. Huh? I'm that brings but that's an interesting point. Like I, only one of the things, one of the standout memories I have in my childhood, the fuzzy memories of it. Is that having the Hall of Justice set before the drugs, and yeah, yeah, before all, <laughs> before the quaaludes, before the the laughers and the uppers and downers took the toll. <laughs> yeah, um, was the Hall of Justice and having all my little figurines and playing with them, and you know, brightly colored, all this and all that. Yeah. Um, one thing the GI Joe movie, kind of you having a weird tangent. What what that movie did? It was a horrible movie. It's pretty bad. I'm. It's not. It was enjoyable. It was a funny action movie. But it felt like you were playing again with your G.I. Joe figures. Yeah. I, I want this movie to have that. And that's, that was like one of the sequences in the trailer that really stood out. Why I kind of liked it. it. It felt like you were playing with your action figures again. Yeah. Where did that go? Why is everything, at, why is everything all dark? Why is everything at that's night? A, and that's the thing. Like, you know, there, of course, you can't please everyone. Okay, but DC is pleasing pretty much no one at this point. So I think <laughs> they, need to, they need to do more of this. They need to have fun with this. They need to... Sh- to show the fun of this universe. And that's really cool. Like that scene, I think the flash stuff looks really cool. But if you look at the rest of it, it again, it veers back into the darkness. It looks real serious. Yeah. There's, there's Lois Lane looking real terrified about something as she's (laughs) always going to do. Apparently, um, You've got a giant wall of water coming toward Aqu- the Aquaman. Um, just a lot of grim and grittiness still. And I just, I hope, I get that this is an action-heavy trailer. It's the first trailer. They do a great job of showing a lot of the action pieces we're going to, you know, uh, be excited to see. But I want to see more of the fun stuff. The Aquaman on the Batmobile like, I know that, you know, like, if you just take it out on its own, it looks silly, right? Yeah! And, and, but it, but it's what you need, DC. This is, yeah. That's exactly what you need. For real. You need more of it. I hope that as we get more trailers moving forward, that that they continue to, to pepper in some of that stuff. I hope there's more. I really do. Um, any, okay, so this is, of course, the first trailer. What did you not see in this trailer that you were maybe hoping to see in the first Justice League trailer? Uh, hmm, it's a good question. Well, I mean, I guess you can't reveal Superman if you are going to bring him back in this movie. You can't, right. I mean, it's not like they haven't revealed things in the trailers before. <laughs> Pro, yeah, but <clears throat> uh, just some sort of tease, some sort of little hint, maybe. Yeah, you know what I would like to have seen. I don't, and What's I don't, that? and I don't even know how they they would do this. Uh-huh. But maybe show something that is related to Superman but is like kind of vague. Like maybe maybe you see a quick shot of what could be the Fortress of Solitude. Hmm. Or maybe you see like a tattered red material at one point. But you don't you don't know that that's a cape. You don't know that that's anything. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like show anything, something without actually showing something. Like, like, uh, say the 
okay, say the the camera set at um, like a medium shot, mm-hmm. and it's like a crowd of people walking away from the camera, and then one person stops in the middle, kind of a frame, and like turns his head slightly. Maybe he looks glass. up a little bit. You can, you can see glasses on the side of his head. Yeah. Like oh. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. That would be great. Clark. Yeah. Yeah. Do a Clark nod. You don't have to do a Superman nod. Do, do you know what I mean? But yeah, I think that's. That would have been cool. That would have been cool to see it. Um, you know, it's the worst kept secret in their in their storyline in their universe. He's coming back. <laughs> Look, <laughs> if you don't know, spoiler alert. <laughs> he's he's coming back. Um, yeah, no, I think that's an excellent point. You know, I asked that question. And I was trying to think. It, uh, you know, something that I would like to have seen. Uh-huh. I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe like, um, but see, you know, after what they did with BVS, I, I'm scared for them to do this at all, but maybe hint at exactly what is the threat. Yeah. They're yeah. Friday. Like, try to, yeah. I mean, that'd be reassuring at least, because right now it looks very kind of like, uh, the bad guys. It's just bad guys coming. Just, they're just bad guys, guys. They have glowy eyes. It's dark, but their eyes glow, so that's how we know they're bad. Um, I, yeah, but but again, at the same time, I'd rather them not show anything than tell me the whole story of the movie. Yep. So, so okay, but overall, would you say thumbs up, thumbs down? First trailer. Just thumbs up at like a forty-seven degree angle. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm not gonna even qualify it. I'll give it a thumbs up. See, okay. we don't hate we don't hate everything DC does. This is pretty promising. I actually think I think this is pretty promising. I mean, com- compared to what we have coming up next. Oh, that's true. Yeah, talk about, like, reversal of fortune. Um, ah, you know what? What the hell is... Okay, never mind. This is going to be yeah? something we'll talk about off the air, but might have a little surprise for you CBCers out there in a week or so. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but in a reversal of fortune, we have oh, yeah. we've talked up DC... Now we're about to do something I don't know if you've ever heard us do. <laughs> Certainly not me. This might be the first time. We're gonna sh- we're gonna sh- we're gonna sort of shit on something that Marvel is associated with uh, <gasps> in terms of the cinematic and and TV universe. I mean, I've, I've already thrown hot shots out at Stan Lee. That's true. But... <laughs> Call him lazy. Call him the man lazy. Not I'm trying to. That's tough love. I want to. I want to tough him up. Yeah, man. You're you're going you're going all sorts of Denzel Washington on him from fences. I just saw fences <laughs> yesterday, dude. He hey, gets. Hey, 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 nobody ever said I had to love you. No man, I know nobody like didn't have to love you. Don't have to like you. He's real rough, man. It's a real rough story. It's a lot of acting in that film, man. There's a lot of acting going on. So He's doing a lot. But everybody, everybody in that movie, Viola Davis. She's coming in through with like a steel chair. She's fucking clearing the ring, man. There's this one <laughs> scene. Yeah, that's Viola Davis. That's like, Kane. That's Kane. She, it's a slobber knocker. Like she comes in on this one scene. I know we're going on tennis. She comes in on this one scene and just wrecks shop, man. Like she's like Denzel Washington. Fuck you. You think you can act? <laughs> fuck you. You can't act. I'm gonna act circles around your ass. And she crushes it. It's so good. <laughs> this... Fight was weeks ago, motherfucker. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's just people acting their asses off in that movie. Just everybody in the movie is trying what? to top the person I, that was just speaking. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's a rough movie. It's like, it's good. It's really good. But now I have the advantage of watching it as if I was watching Monday Night Raw. Definitely do that. Definitely do. It's the acting equivalent of like a Royal Rumble. It is nuts. <laughs> um, okay, so we're getting a little sidetracked. We're going to talk about Iron Fist. Iron Fist, the Marvel I'm Danny Marvel Rand. What's, wait, what's your name? Danny Rand. Oh, okay. Hey, do you like... Um, I'm Danny Rand. Oh, hi. Hi, Danny. Do you like uh, Do you like listening to music on an iPod? I like Night's Hip <laughs> Damn it. I'm Danny Rand. My, my iPod says Danny Rand Dan- on it. <laughs> Danny, do you, do you like shoes? Fuck shoes. <laughs> he hates shoes, man. Why do you judge me because I don't wear shoes? Why do you judge why do you judge Danny Rand for not wearing shoes? Oh, J Money. Oh man. So yeah. I okay, so you and I gotta applaud you for this. I don't know how you did it. You <laughs> you ran through the whole series. Yeah, neither do I. And like a weekend. Like you did the whole thing. I yeah. unfortunately have not had an ample opportunity to really dive in on the show. Now I am going to watch another episode today, later today, uh, which would be my second episode. I've only seen the first one so far. So well, spoilers. Take, yeah. Yeah. Spoilers abound. Take comfort in knowing that this series is pretty much, pretty much like a dick push up. Uh, all you need is one. Okay. Uh, I, shout out, shout out to Nacious D. Nacious uh, D. Yeah. Kyle Glass, <laughs> fucking Jack Black, getting it done. These guys are great. Um, <laughs> So, spoilers for the first episode, maybe for some of the other stuff in the series as well, but definitely for the first episode, we're going to discuss mm-hmm. that. Um, let me, I'm going to let you start off with this. If and I know you've seen the whole thing, so it might be hard, a little harder to compartmentalize, but in terms of the first episode, yeah. impressions, what do you think the show got right? What do you think the show got wrong? Mm, man. Wow, where to start? Uh, we're in a bamboo forest. Fully, uh, I don't know where to go. Um, let's see. I think um, what I got right in the first episode, at least, is it kind of knew how to introduce a brand new character. Um, I'm impressed that they had <coughs> they went out the way to kind of like get the budget for licensed songs, like from Outkast and yeah. other people. Uh, but yeah, no, it was kind of a they did an all right job introducing him as a fish out of water but they kind of this that note will get hit over the head until it's drummed into you for the first three episodes uh he's back in a world he doesn't understand he's from this world he's a billionaire but he looks homeless and but, 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 but wait did they get his name i, I think it was danny rand yeah. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. i at first i wanted to say like this this uh series is best watched as a drinking game Anytime they mention Danny Rand or Kunlun or Iron Fist, but I would be encouraging alcohol poisoning. Uh, there would be some blood on your hands. Yeah, <laughs> there'd be some deaths. There's, there'd be some red in my ledger. Yeah, you and, um, you and Natasha. <laughs> no, uh, that's a lot that I want to say. About this. Okay, <laughs> let's just go. The first let's, episode, though. Yeah, yeah. Let's just. So it's not such an overwhelming task. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the way you're sounding right now, by the way, just it reminds me of how we talked about Suicide Squad. It's it's got a very similar energy. 
about like, <laughs> well, I'm trying to find things that I liked and uh, I'm getting beat down right. with all of the shit that I didn't like. Uh, but let's just, just name like one or two things in the first episode that you were like, oh man, that's probably going to be problematic. Like, Yeah, either. okay. So um, I'll focus it on one, one character in particular. There's Big Al. Uh, as soon as Danny Rand gets back to New York, uh, he is, he's not recognized because everybody thinks he's dead. Uh, he died in a plane crash, supposedly 12 years, 12 or so years ago, uh, with the rest of his family. And, um, so the Rand Corporation has moved on. People are, you know, uh, apparently he still has all his shares for some reason, but, um, you know, life goes on without him. Yeah. Statue, Nobody... statue of limitations on those shares, by the way. Like, this, but, yeah, <laughs> it should have been divested at some point, but you know, whatever. Well, Reality is no excuse for fiction, so okay. Marvel shares are different. Whatever. Okay, okay. whatever. Fine, fine. Um, so he comes in. The security throws him out of his own building a couple times. Um, he tries to talk to his old childhood friends who are now the CEOs of the corporation. Or C- they're the executives. Yep. And uh, then he, he kind of just shacks up on a tree because he looks homeless, so he might as well be homeless for a little bit. And he meets a character named Big Al who's only around for this first episode. Mm-hmm. And Big Al kind of tries to introduce him to the world. He tries to say, oh, if you need to look, up, if you need to look, look something up, you can use my cell phone that I got here that, you know, they're going to cut off the service because it's stolen. But let's look up something. Let's look up you. And so he's kind of a conduit for the rest of uh, the world, I guess. But this character, not much. <laughs> so you're introducing a character from which you can talk about so many things. You can talk about the plight of homeless people in New York. You can talk about... Like the duality of being homeless but having a, a cell phone. You can talk about how fucked up modern life is where somebody, somebody's in this situation. No, none of that. None of that happens in this first episode. Um, the most significant thing that Al does, Big Al does is probably die of an overdose and have a hawk tattoo on his arm. Yeah. And, and Danny's like, oh, I'm where I should be because of forgotten past, forgotten mem- from because of things I kind of barely understand. It's really weird. It, nothing's fleshed out in this first episode. Yeah. Um, it feels like it's just uh, Wallace and Gromit, where Gromit's laying down the tracks as the train's going. Right. Um, they're, they're just they're like barely making it. Yeah. So I think so, you, you bring up an interesting point there with Big Al, and yeah, that's yeah. that he is literally a a living exposition device mm-hmm. because. He he explains how the cell phone works, how you can get on the internet, and how you can look up anything. And then he sort of furthers the plot along by allowing Danny to look stuff up. I think it's really funny that, like, he literally exists just for that purpose. And you're yep. right. It's a huge missed opportunity where they could have they, they could have talked about all these other kind of social uh, cues and things that are going on on a much larger scale. Even if you don't want to get too heavy into it, you could have, you could have just touched on it a little bit more, especially if you're going to go with the whole Danny as a homeless person, sort of homeless billionaire, homeless billionaire, like as a dynamic within the show, at least early on. Um, so okay, we're gonna we're gonna and we're gonna trade points here. Yeah. One problem that I had, and I think I texted you this like literally as it happened, is. I saw the scene where he almost gets hit by he almost gets hit by a car. And oh yeah! Jumps oh yeah! The car and then also like climbs up a building, and I was like, "Nope, no, <laughs> no to all of it." The special effects are terrible. I don't want yeah. anything to do with this. So when um, you texted me that, I thought you mentioned I thought you meant like the where he's like remembering stuff. <laughs> he's almost like having a sort of panic attack, remembering the crash. Yeah. 
and we kind of like you know starts butterfly affecting for a second mm-hmm. um, with the with the with the, the light like the the image blurring yeah or... yeah yeah the really low budget Adobe Premiere anybody can do this uh, <laughs> lines kind of going up the and down lines yeah I, you know actually I didn't mind that so much I was like okay you're giving a visual representation of the duress that he's under. Okay, whatever. Or you might yeah. even, and I haven't seen any more episodes, but maybe that kind of lends itself to the energy that he has and has to harness, or whatever. I, I don't know, but it's never, it's never delved into that that, that deeply. Okay. Uh, but yeah, just the just the effects of him like hopping over the car, and so I was just like, mm, uh, I mean, it's not the worst thing I've seen, but like, not that great either. <laughs> That is the best way to describe the action sequences in this series. Oh God, yes! And then okay, and then this sort of this sort of piggy like this connect this Daisy Jane's to to my initial uh, complaint. The initial fight sequence when he goes into his building for the first time and he has to fight the guards. I think he fights like one or two guards at the beginning. Yeah, it is like the slowest, most labored, deliberative fight sequence I've seen. In a real long time. It's probably been about 20 years since maybe, like, the last Steven Seagal movie I saw. <laughs> That's immediately what I thought of. That's a slow action movie, it's, Steven Seagal. It's Steven pretty Seagal. painful. It, I mean, I've seen some other stuff that happens later that's better, uh-huh. but... That that's like technically the first time he fights, and I'm like, oh man, it looks like he's counting in his head, one, two. Yeah, okay, he's gonna punch. Hit the mark. I'm gonna turn. grab his arm. I'm gonna turn his wrist. I'm gonna pull this way. Like it literally looks like he's thinking in his head. And for a series based on kung fu, <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of a misstep. So you had one step and you missed it. You missed that. You missed the one step. The one step that you had to take. All right, uh, going back to you. Uh, yeah. One one other thing. Come back to the oracle of the future for you. Yeah. What to what to expect when you're expecting? Are you pregnant right now? Like what a... to what to expect when you're expecting a bunch of bullshit? <laughs> so what, what's what's another thing for you? Oh, uh, lack of motivation. Um, one of the big I really really dislike whenever I can find the flaws in the writing of a story yeah especially like this uh, where i'm supposed to kind of get lost in the action and shit um the, the motivation for any character in this mo- in this series is so underwritten and so kind of non-developed that it's confusing at points um the meachums i guess have yeah. the most sort of plausible motivation and to do what they do and stuff like that but at some point it just goes completely off the rails and uh they become the antagonists just to be the antagonists. And Danny's just the protagonist because my name is Danny Rand. I'm the Iron Fist. Um, it, it devolves pretty badly. So something, and I think you're 100% right. Uh, something that was that, that immediately struck me with the Meachams, the, both the brother and the sister, uh-huh. is they remind me of like, like the villain characters from a Melrose Place <laughs> show or like a 90210. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're just like so paper thin. You can see right through them. Yeah, um, whoever they got to play uh, Ward, oh, yeah, Ward is so fucking wooden. Uh, he, he's like, 
Ward is like if you got Joseph Gordon-Levitt mm-hmm. and shot him in the head <laughs> and he lived through it and they put a metal plate in his head no. and they're like, it's okay, Joe. Just keep acting. Do what you love. That's Ward. That's Ward in Iron Fist. Who's, you're not Danny. Joy, he's not Danny. How no. could he be? Your name is not Danny. Danny died. Danny is dead. I'm going to go snort some blow. See, in the last part would have made it interesting. Yeah. Dad, why don't you love me? <laughs> also, um, I don't um, need your love, Dad. On the, on the other <laughs> Joy is actually not that bad of an actor. I mean, an actress, whatever. She she actually does pretty well whenever she's on screen. Yeah. I And throughout the series, she's that. She tries to do the best she's she can. She's trying to lift, the, lift for two. Yeah. There's one it. scene where she's breaking down, and you know you just want her brother to empathize with her, and he can't. He, he the best <laughs> he can do is fake wipe away and fake tear. Uh, yeah, it's so frustrating. So, uh, bef- you know we're gonna we're gonna. Okay, so uh, the way I want to end this conversation is talking mm-hmm. about what I hope to see in the rest of the show. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want you to spoil anything for me. Okay, but. I'm going to ask you, the, the question I'm going to ask you is, yeah. if there's a season two of Iron Fist, mm-hmm. big if, I think, at this point, based on how yeah. it's being received, but if there is, what is like one thing you absolutely want to see? Like either a change of something or just something that would bring n- a new energy into the show? Like, so, so uh, start thinking about that. I'm going to okay. talk real quick. So yeah, yeah. my last main problem, and it's a pretty big one, I'm not going to talk at length about this, but... You know, you and I talked about this off air. When you have a a show like Iron Fist that is centralized around one character, Danny Rand, Dan, Danny Rand, Iron, the Iron Fist. Did you forget? Wait, I'm sorry. Who are you? Who are you? My Danny Rand. Wait, hold on. New phone. Who dis? It's Danny Rand. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, and he does sound like that. He sounds like he just got punched in the nose all the time. <laughs> um. When you have a show like this that is that is centralized to a character, so much so, just like Daredevil, just like Jessica Jones, just like Luke Cage, you really have to nail the casting of the character. And there's so much controversy regarding the casting of Finn Jones to play Danny, where they were looking at Asian actors, and then they weren't, <laughs> and then they did, and then right. they didn't, and whatever, whatever, whatever. They ended up going this route. Now, beyond the whitewashing thing, not I'm we're, I'm not gonna get into that. Um, I see both sides of it. I you know it's always of course nice to be inclusive with more diversity in their casting. Should have made a Mexican. Yeah, sure, whatever. But here's here's the thing. It's not that it's a white guy. It's that it's Finn Jones, and <laughs> I have nothing against Finn Jones. Like Finn Jones. Now you do. <laughs> He's well, got now, something against now, you now. Now I mean we're gonna have a thing. But, like, he was good in Game of Thrones. I liked him in Game of Thrones. But I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the direction, if it's his his inability to just inhabit this character, if it's the writing. But something is off here. And he's not an interesting character. He, nope. He's not dynamic in any way. There's nothing that draws you in. He has literally like a tenth of the amount of charisma and persona that Charlie Cox does as Matt Murdock. 
It's, mm. They're not even in the same league. So it really makes me question, like, how is this going to play out in a Defenders movie right. that's going to come out? Um, okay. So that's my like my final problem. That's really problematic. When you have a show called Iron Fist and your Iron Fist kind of sucks, <laughs> you're, you're going to have a bad time. Real quick, what I hope to see in episodes 2 through 13 or however many mm-hmm. there are, <sighs> um, I hope they get out of this whole corporate espion, like corporate, like not espionage necessarily, but like the whole corporate drama, the corporate drama. Let's just get out of that. Let's, I hope that not too much time is spent on that. If, and I know this sounds silly, but like at some point I hope like the hand come into to play like ninjas mm-hmm. and then Danny's just fighting ninjas. Like, hmm. that's all I want. I, I wanted okay. to kind of just go into this, like, I don't even care why they're fighting. Let's just have them fight and, you know, maybe some more interesting side characters get okay. get introduced later. Though the girl that plays the, like, the dojo master. Um, oh, coming wing. Yeah. Uh, she seems pretty, like, a pretty cool character. Another Game of Thrones alum. Right. Um, so I would like to see, uh, hopefully they, they use more of her. Yeah. That's, that's all, you know, cause the I thing is Finn Jones is just dropping it so hard. I just, I need, I need some other side characters to, to lift the yeah. show for me. And I, I don't yeah. know if that's going to happen, but the combined efforts for. of outcast run the jewels, Anderson Pock could not make Finn Jones interesting. <laughs> Three of three of the all time greats, three of my personal top fives, nice. couldn't do it. Nice, nice. Okay, so let let's go to your side of it though. You've already seen yeah. the whole show. Yeah, I've been through the looking glass, brother. Um, if there's a season two of Iron Fist, what is something you would like to see <laughs> uh, either happen or just a shift in the show? You know, just real quick as an example, yeah. Arrow, as good as Arrow was received. They they decided in season two we're gonna go in a totally different direction and it was infinitely better hmm. for completely shifting what the show was gonna be like in season. So it two. can happen. It definitely can happen. What I what I kind of first thought was like, well, get rid of the director because I think a lot of the blame for me kind of comes on his pacing, the way the shots he chooses to do, the the way he, he kind of filmed the action sequences. That kind of bothered me to such a point where I really wanted him out. Uh, who, whoever the main director was on these. It has to have some more direction than that, but I kind of, kind of backed away from that. I was like, oh, let's let's change the writing, and I was like, ah, well, the writing it's salvageable. I think the best way you can salvage it is by giving it some procedure, like you mentioned Daredevil and Jessica Jones and uh, Luke Cage. At least Daredevil for the most part, so, and Jessica Jones. That more standouts, they have like set procedurals kind of as a genre that they can follow. You know, he's a lawyer, right. he's a private eye. Right. Uh, these are set tropes kind of that you can work with that you can kind of expand on and put them in a superhero context right you can pull from you can pull from the tropes you can pull from familiarity with those tropes yeah yeah it it saves a lot of narrative time you don't have to establish these characters that much he's a lawyer so he's gonna do lawyer shit but then he's also a superhero um if you had something like that and there's a point in this series where you know they could go that way they could they could turn they could turn to albuquerque and go down that that road of like oh we know we know this story we know what he needs to do now he's on He's doing something, kung fu-y. Um, that doesn't happen. Um, if they have some sort of procedural stuff like that happening in this show, 
and not uh, not corporate drama wise, but focus on Danny Rand a little bit more. Right. Then that would serve it a whole lot better. So to use the trope as like a backbone, essentially. Yeah. To yeah. Have some sort of everything else. Have some scope. Have some. Uh, have somewhere you're going in mind. Have some sequencing. Yeah. Now, uh, so I'm going to keep watching the show. Uh, excellent points, by the way. And I, I mean, I hope I'm not very uh, optimistic about what I'm going to what's in store for me. But yeah. we'll see. We'll, we'll revisit that as I watch more episodes. We'll come back in and touch on the show from here and there, and just to really just to get your take on on my take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll go from there. Um, right. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, we did get a first look at the official uh, first Spider-Man Homecoming poster. Of course, Spider-Man, because, guys, I'm co-hosting the show. It's going to happen. Just <laughs> let it happen. Okay. It's, it's going to happen. You, you, you can take the shit. We can give it to him willingly. There's two <laughs> options. What's that from? What's that? It's from it's, it's from uh, it's from, My Way Productions. Oh, it's a juggernaut, bitch! <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I'm catching motherfucker. Um, mustard <laughs> ketchup. Um, okay, we got to we get to see the first look at the Spider-Man poster. Um, it's really cool. It's it's pretty simple. It's actually not a very dynamic poster. It's just Spidey in his Spidey gear. He's like laying down on like an a ledge of some sort and he's like listening to music and in the background you can see kind of the skyline of uh, of New York City and he's also got like a weird jacket on it's like a science academy jacket i don't mm-hmm. i'm not exactly sure one thing that people keep pointing out on the internet is that in the background you can see avengers tower oh and they're like they're like, in case you didn't know, Spider-Man's part of the MCU. <laughs> and then, like, they fucking zoom in on the Avengers Tower. Like, that's how the internet's reacting right now. And it's like, I don't. I mean, they're you know, it's like I guess they're just looking for to get something to be riled up about. I mean, I think that's a smart move. You, he is part of it. For people that just aren't familiar with that, even other than Civil War, for anyone who didn't see it. They'd never seen Spider-Man interact with any of these characters. Yeah. You know, I mean, hopefully, I, I imagine almost everyone has seen Civil War, but, like, there are people that haven't. So, yeah, in your promotional material, if you want to throw in some knots to the MCU, I, I don't think that's the worst idea. Um, I think it's really interesting that they went a totally different way with this poster, but I think it's a good thing. Um, it's not a dynamic action poster. Spidey's not in this crazy pose. He's not doing anything. He's just mm. laying there. And I like it because what it made me think of, if you replaced Spider-Man and you just put Ferris Bueller there, <laughs> just lounging, huh, listening to yeah. music, it would fit perfectly. And I think that's the tone that they're going for, and I think that's great. Um, have you had a chance to see the image? I, I don't think I sent it to you. No, no, I've seen it. Uh, do you? What are your initial uh, impressions on the on the poster? No, um, just like you said, it it seems like they're really trying to uh, involve the city and the setting a lot more than they have previously, and that's kind of weird to say, but um, you know, because it's hard to avoid him, you know, flipping through all the buildings and stuff like that. Right. But the city is being alive, kind of as being kind of uh, him him inhabiting the space uh, and being kind of like 
kind of like one of us, you know, um, millions of people live in New York and he's just one of them. I think that's a better approach to take to Spider-Man's character than in previous. Right. And that's true to the core of the character. Like that's, that's really important to the character that it could be anyone, you know, that that's what it's supposed to be. Like, it's like, what if anybody got powers randomly? Mm -hmm. Like not everyone would handle it that well. (laughs) Some people would, some people wouldn't. So, um, yeah. I mean, we're not gonna spend a lot of time on this. I just, I think it's a good, I think it's a good move. I think it's very different uh, from other Spider-Man. I looked at all the other Spider-Man movie posters, and it, it's just very different. You um, think it's, you think it's so good, so good. It's eating that piece of pie, so delicious. All right, <laughs> we're gonna talk about something that uh, we like to feature here on Combo Characters, which is anytime you see something that is fan created, uh, fan art, fan story, fan fiction. Uh, fan trailers, fan films, all that stuff. We love encouraging other creatives that are into the nerd stuff, and we like to try to feature them whenever we can, kind of like Bat in the Sun, which we featured previously. So there's a production company called Banana Dragon. I know it's a really weird name, but Banana Dragon. Oh, and they released... The, it sounded very mystical. Oh, no. This is <laughs> something that Ayo Wakamoto might help out with. If he's mystical, then call your friend a Wong. Like, uh, you could, you can just think really hard, and I would hear you. You know what, man? You know, Iron Fist wasn't bad enough for all of our Asian listeners. Out there. <laughs> you had to kick him while they're down. <laughs> man, whatever, dude. Kun Lung was a soundstage. <laughs> okay, Banana Dragon made a. Uh, like a post-credit sequence, which does not exist in Logan, in case you all didn't know that at this point. I think everyone does. There's no post-credit sequence for Logan. But they made a kind of what-if. And I actually really like this as an idea, like a what-if, because there's a what-if comic in the Marvel comics. You know, it's like, what if Cyclops only had one eye, and then Jean Grey didn't like him because he only had one <laughs> eye, and then she what married if, Logan. What if, what if Jean Grey were Grey? <laughs> yeah. Like... Would and Cy- only wore denim. Would Cyclops and would Logan still be into her? Maybe not. They'd be like, <laughs> you're too gray, man. That's real weird. I'm not doing it. Not into it. But they do this what if Logan post credit sequence. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw it on the thread. Uh, just real quick. What ends up happening is it's, it's it takes place like a few months after, I think, or a few weeks after. Deadpool has a metal detector. He's whistling uh, the song from... Just call me Angel of the Morning. Morning Angel, right? He's got the metal detector. He comes up to the grave. The X X is there. The stick X is there. (laughs) He kind of just throws it away. Throws it away. Goes on his knees for a second. He looks like he's going to maybe say something very touching or sad. Nope. He pulls out a piece of paper. Deadpool scribbles. Deadpool. It's more Deadpool scribbles. It's a cartoon picture of Deadpool plus a cardpool cartoon picture of wolverine and then equals and just a fuck ton of money <laughs> just a whole bunch of money and then at the bottom of the letter unraveled is a syringe with like oh, a like a green, green stuff. stuff and it, it says the essex corporation so maybe it's like a bring him to life kind of thing and rise uh, from your grave right fucking is it altered beast altered beast dude jesus dude nice <laughs> nice um but so then, and then he decides, nah, I'm not going to do it. He's like, maybe I'll go uh, revive Francis and kill him again. 
then he makes a Rob Liefeld reference. He's like, I need Rob Liefeld to make me more villains or whatever. Real short, but it nails the tone of the humor uh, to me. What do you what do you think about about this kind of thing? This kind of what if sort of little little bits of lore that add to the already existing uh, cinescape of these movies that exist already. I like it. I I, I totally dig it, man. Um, it's really yeah. well done. It it really is. Um, yeah, because it kind of talks to the attachment we have with these characters and these franchises, like. <gasps> When we go to see it, we really just want to, you know, we, we want to be so, in, we're so invested in it after we see it. I mean, that's why we're here, right? Uh, so, yeah, no, I love it. I totally love it. I, I understand completely where it's coming from. Some people are so invested that they decide to make a podcast and <laughs> fucking devote two years of their lives to this. That's how invested these idiots get. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but so I just wanted to bring it up. We wanted to draw attention to it. We're definitely gonna we're gonna drop the uh, it's funny as hell the trailer really well into the thread. I'm actually gonna try to get a hold of some people at Banana Dragon to see if maybe we can get uh, talk to them. Oh, or at least oh, there get, is again. Oh no, a dragon made out of banana. Oh, so banana much, so much potassium. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> overweighted me with potassium. Ah no. Oh dear God! Um, okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Um, on the publishing side, Marvel—they dropped. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a bombshell. Like maybe like a like a little bandolier of grenades. <laughs> it's Junkrat when he dies. He just drops his all his grenades. Yeah. What's yeah. up? What's up, Overwatch? What's up, Overwatch? Catch you on the PS4 digital. I, what's your name on there? Cersei so underscore. Oh, Cersei underscore. See now the now the internet Ooh. has this. Come be... find me. Yeah. Come come catch these hands. Oh. Like you can't catch these hands right now. You're not uh, Mel Gibson or anybody else I've, who I've called out or California. Who else have I called out on here? Shit. <laughs> uh, Alabama, I think, as a whole. Yeah. Alabama is a construct. I thought Mel, I thought Mel Gibson was really going to come for Fucking you. Fucking catch these hands on PS4. Cersei S I R C underscore motherfucker. Come catch me. Nice. Um. Marvel on the publishing side is going to be debuting a new character, but not entirely new because the name is definitely going to sound familiar to anyone who's an MCU fan yeah, or a Marvel Comics fan. And that character, what's old is new again, uh-huh. is Thor. Th- Thor? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Remember okay. Thor? And yeah, and he got a movie or two. Yeah, he got a couple of movies. He's like in a little couple of little internet shorts. Where he's like got an <laughs> apartment. Trying yeah, to, trying to give our guardian as guardian money for payments. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are amazing. Um, okay, but so you might so those out there, the CBCers that do read the Thor comic or that are very familiar with the the Marvel universe, are like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Alfred. There, Hold there's, on. There's already a Thor, okay? There's there's the female Thor, there's Jane Foster Thor. She's been she's been throwing it up for quite a while. <laughs> there's the other Thor. There's the, the the male Thor that's he's still around. He doesn't have his hammer, but he's you know, he's still doing stuff. He's like tending to sheep or something. He's he's roaming around looking like a vagabond. He's mad agricultural, yo. He's mad. Yeah, he's real into it. He's green earth, man. Like you know, he wants to save Midgard by reducing his carbon footprint. 
That's a story. <laughs> the vegan <That's>... Thor. <laughs> vegan Thor. Oh no. So, so the thing of this is, this new Thor is the all new Ultimate Thor. Oh. Okay. And just real quick, I'm gonna try to breeze through this because it's a lot of stupid comic continuity stuff. Yeah. It's gonna get too messy if I try to extrapolate it too far. I but, think we're already there, but yeah. But, but just real quick, so. There used to be an ultimate Marvel universe, okay? That's uh-huh. where Miles comes from. Black um, Nick Fury. There's Black Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury. That's that's all the ultimate universe. It's a separate universe from the Marvel universe. They got rid of it. They got Technically, they got rid of the Marvel universe, and now there's just the universe that they have in the, comic, in the comics, which is, I think, still the Marvel universe, but whatever. Um, in the ultimate universe, there was an Avengers team, and there was a Thor. And the way that that Thor functioned actually was really cool is that he was a mental patient. And Hmm. it was Loki that made everyone think that Thor was actually just a crazy person. And not really Thor. And he even made it so that that Thor thought for a while that he was just a regular guy who was crazy. Oh, what a trickster. Right. It was a cool story. It's it's actually a pretty good little read. Okay, but just, just I'm not going to get into it any, any further beyond that. But just that there was this other Thor, and he had a hammer too, mm-hmm. uh, um, um, a Mjolnir of his own from that universe. Okay, when they when they when they got rid of the Ultimate Universe, somehow the the Ultimate Thor's hammer crossed over. Uh oh, so just now, the hammer? Just just the hammer? Just just Mjolnir? This that's it? Just the hammer? So that is now in the Marvel universe. So there's two. There's two hammers, at least two, at least uh, that I know of. Hmm. So, but nobody's picked it up or whatever. Like I think at one point, the oh regular... shit, nobody, nobody dual wields. Oh, it'd be fucking amazing. But that's the thing. The, the regular Thor, who no longer has the hammer, you know, the Jane Foster has the hammer. Uh-huh. He actually comes across this Ultimate Thor hammer and doesn't pick it up. I don't know why I haven't read the story. I don't even know if they explain it, but he doesn't pick it up. Whatever. Walks away. That all leads us to this. I know. I felt like I was trying to be concise. I don't think it worked. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so this new Ultimate Thor is going to be called the War Thor. <laughs> Not joking. It's a real thing. The War Thor. War Thor. War Thor. War Thor, by the way, sounds like, for those that are familiar... Well, hold on. For those that are familiar with Always Sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> the the boy's soul. <laughs> the boy's soul. Boy's soul. Boy's soul. Got to pay the troll toll if you want to get into the boy's soul. Boy's soul. Yeah. The, like the Danny DeVito. Epic episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. War Thor. kind of sounds like that. Like It should just fit right in with the Dayman Nightman musical. Ah. <laughs> Um, and they're teasing, Marvel is teasing, who is going to be War Thor? Nobody knows. <laughs> All of that leads up to this question for you. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to answer it. Yeah. I've already exhausted. Who do you think is going to be War Thor? Shit, dude. Uh, man, uh, Mjolnir itself. Uh, Mjolnir is going to personify into a humanoid. Shape. No. No, no, he's just gonna be the hammer. Just the hammer floating. Just around. the hammer wielding another hammer, and uh. fucking shit up. <laughs> oh my god, the hammer! Can you imagine the, yeah. the hammer holding another hammer. Fuck yeah, is dude. is the best idea. It's got a little strap. You need. 
You need Marvel. Pu- Marvel Publishing needs to save themselves from going under. They're canceling a like a dozen of their titles. By the way, we didn't talk. We're not going to talk about that this week. But maybe maybe next time we'll get touch on that. Marvel's canceling a ton of titles. Um, they might be in trouble on the publishing side. Maybe that's the idea they need. That's the that's Shit, the yeah, it is. dollar idea. Fuck, you imagine that? A hammer <laughs> wielding another like, hammer. all these years, some other fuckers picked me up and they're worthy or whatever the hell. I'm going to do it myself. I, it's my turn. I'm going to do it myself. I'm Mjolnir. Oh, my God. <laughs> even a four the issue. The Warthor. <laughs> Warthor. Mjolnir the Warthor. If they even made a four-issue miniseries of that, I would buy ten copies of each issue and give them to people and be like, what? you need to read this. Fuck them! I might. I got a pencil. <laughs> That's true. It's so good. Oh man! Oh, I think he just broke the internet. It's so good. Starring Mjolnir as Mjolnir. It. That's it. That's it. It doesn't get better. Like that. Uh. We're stopping it there. There's no better answer than that. Turn off the internet, guys. We finished. We finished. Um, God damn it, dude! It's so good. <laughs> a hammer holding it, wielding and holding another hammer. Shit, it yes, is so good. It just, it's, it's so insane. I love it. I love it so much. It's so toyetic. Oh, oh man, the toy. Imagine the Marvel Legends toy that would come out. I want the pop vinyl of that right fucking now. Oh my God, the Funko, Funko, get on it, put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> God damn it, dude! It's so good. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, that's it. That's all we got for that. That's that's perfect. Um, we're moving now into somewhere we haven't been in a while. It's been yeah. a little bit, a little bit. Um, but I'm I'm, I'm like damn Austin, San Marcos, I, San Marcos. We definitely haven't been to Buda, Texas, in a while. Buda or Kyle. Shout out Kyle, Texas. What's up, Kyle? What's up? What's up, Kyle? In Kyle, I know one of y'all Kyles is listening to us. That's true. There's got to be a Kyle. Yeah, Kyle and Kyle. Kyle squared. Kyle squared. We're heading out, of course, to Casting Corner. Oh, oh, look at this! It's so luxurious. <laughs> yeah, <this> is Corinthian. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's fucking top notch, top tier, top tier Casting Corner. Always, always. One real quick tidbit. That's all we got. I'm just gonna throw. I'm gonna throw the name out. I'm gonna say what they're for, and yeah, I want yeah. I want a reaction. Yeah. And if you're not exactly sure who this is, I can, t- I, I can tell you who it is. Okay. Michael Shannon, uh-huh. dude with two first names, first of all. So problematic <laughs> right there, but whatever. I'm going to drop it. Are you coming or going, my guy? What's this? Michael uh, Shannon. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop it right there. Michael Shannon uh-huh. as front runner oh. for Cable in Deadpool 2. Mm, don't like it. Don't like not, it. No. Oh, man. not Which is not to say I don't like Michael Shannon. Right. Um, I actually really dig him as an actor. Uh, fucking, did you see Midnight Special? Last year? I have not, but I, I uh, literally I literally got the Blu-ray in yesterday. Yes, dude. So it's Fucking on watch tap. That shit. It's on tap for this week. Hundred percent. Underrated. Completely underrated I heard movie. Great things about that movie. Yeah, I, I dig him as an actor. I yeah. don't dig him for Cable. So real quick for the listeners out there who happen to not be able to piece that name to a face, he was also Zod. Yeah. In Superman, Man of Steel. As a Neil before. Yes. As a Neil before Zod, or as in that's what that's what Zod likes. Facebook it. forward slash Neil before Pod. That's the homepage for comic book characters podcast on Facebook. Anyone that wants to check it out, 
Throwing that, that, throw that plug. Um, he was Zod, right? And here's yeah. the, here's the here's my problem with it. The dude came out in an interview and said, "I fucking hated making the superhero film. I don't want to do it anymore." <laughs> They got him for BVS to kind of play Doomsday, I think, and he didn't like it. He didn't want to do it anymore. It's what he said. He said yeah. that. He said he didn't want to do it anymore. Can't so, fault him. Now, now, granted, Fox and Deadpool are not the same thing as the DCEU, but I'm suspect of somebody who has declaratively said, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Being the Fuck front runner shit. for a superhero <laughs> film character. Um, uh but why do you think he's not the right choice? I don't know. It, he doesn't. Um, I think Ryan Reynolds is a little bit bigger than him. That's probably like my first initial impression. Like Cable's supposed to kind of be, you know, almost a head taller than Deadpool. Yeah, he's uh, a big dude. Yeah. So just size proportion proportionally, uh, I, I think they're kind of like equaled out. Um, I don't know. Uh, may, it might be the Zod thing, and he might be too iconic already in the comic book uh, universe. Um, to play another one. I, I don't know. I, I I have other people in mind for Cable. Um, that like you like you said last time, Adam Baldwin or Nathan, Nathan Fillion would be perfect. Either one of those. Uh, fucking Brad Pitt. I heard. Yeah. What's out there too? Man, that would be that would be such a left of center. Yeah. And the thing here's the thing, Brad Pitt is so recognizable as Brad Pitt. I get that, mm-hmm. and I get maybe you wouldn't want someone that recognizable. To, to play alongside Deadpool. But, okay, I think, one, the the possibilities are endless for fourth wall breaking. Yeah. For Ryan Reynolds to <laughs> rib and riff off of <laughs> Brad Pitt, who, by the way, is another people's sexiest man of the year winner. Okay? Ryan oh, Reynolds yeah. is a sexiest man of the year winner. Hugh Jackman is a sexiest man of the year winner. Uh-oh. Who Ryan Reynolds is always ribbing on. Uh-oh. So like I feel like that they're right just that alone, there's a lot of material you could use. Also, if you've seen Inglorious Bastards Lieutenant Aldo Rain. Brad Pitt is really good at inhibiting characters. Like yeah. inhabiting characters, sorry. Not or inhibiting. Or inhibiting. <laughs> or inhibiting. <laughs> look, look, at we, look at we, look at we did a thumb in the weed. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I made myself laugh. Damn it. Damn. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Wong, Wong is shaking his head in disappointment right now. Shameful display. <laughs> you just Sh- know your, your ancestors. Of <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Good times. Okay. okay. I think Brad Pitt could actually pull it off, though. Now, could they get Brad Pitt is an entirely different question. I think it would have to be one of those things where, like, in Megamind, where he opted to do voice acting to play a, essentially a Superman character. Like, people are like, whoa, they got Brad Pitt for that? Yeah, he wanted to do it because he had kids at that point, and he wanted something for his kids to hmm. watch. Now, his kids are older. Also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go real meta here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this real far out. Do it. I'm going to show you how this works. Brad Pitt's kids are older now. Uh-huh. He's having all this fucking trouble with Angelina Jolie. Right. They're separating. There's all of these rumors and innuendo going around. He's not looking too good. How better to win back your children's love Uh-oh. than by being in Deadpool 2, one of the oh, coolest shit. movies you could be in, 
and really show your kids who are rolling their eyes at you. <laughs> like, see, Dad's cool. Dad's real cool, man. I'm going to go get pizza. We're going to go get pizza. We're going to go see Deadpool 2. Who wants an Dad, Apple Watch? Dad of, Dad of the year. I have tickets to the Clippers. Yeah. Not the Lakers, but the Clippers. The Clippers. Clippers are better. They're actually they're actually better this year. Um, yeah, man. That's how you do it. That's how you rope in Brad Pitt. You appeal huh. to his broken-ass family. <laughs> the, wow. The dark mind of an executive at work here. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I, there have been so many names ballyhooed about. <laughs> I never think. I don't think I've ever said that word out loud. You made yourself uh, laugh. <laughs> there have been so many names thrown out there. Kyle Chandler. Uh, Chandler Riggs. Just kidding. But, um, Benedict Wong. But No. Uh, Nathan Fillion, Adam Baldwin, uh, Michael Shannon, I think, um, uh, Lang, uh, Lang. Wong? No, Lang. I can't remember. Oh, the dude Lang. from Avatar. Oh, say, yeah, that dude. Yeah, you yeah. want to say Fritz Lang, and that is not right. <laughs> Stephen Lang. <laughs> Stephen Lang, I think is his name. I think, I think fucking Kevin Nash, the wrestler, at yeah. one point was mentioned. So just... Oh, appears Brosnan, Dolph Lundgren, right? Kira Knightley. All of these names have been Kira Knightley. Yeah, well, because Ryan Reynolds, he's the one that he said that. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's just all of these names have been thrown out. So who the who the hell knows at this point? But you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Michael Shannon. I'm. I'm. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, th- I think I see what they're going for. You want somebody to be completely deadpan to whatever Deadpool's doing, but you need somebody to roll with it, too. I mean, I don't know how good to... I don't want to call it into question. Like I said, I like him as an actor, but yeah. it'd be kind of much to deal with uh, Ronald Reynolds day in, day out. All right, man. Well, moving on from there. Yeah. We're definitely going to come back to it, because holy shit, there'll be ten more people. <laughs> Fucking Jodie Foster and Susan Sarandon are going to be on there next. John C. Riley. Yep. Just, Ryan Reynolds, like, like uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, like in um, uh, what's his name? The fucking Tony Stark used to say that. Like, oh, fucking circus. Yeah, Andy Circus, but in a green screen suit. <laughs> oh shit! The whole time his cable, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> I was I was actually on board with Andy Circus as Andy Circus, but CGI Andy Circus. No, but motion not ca- even motion CGI. Cap. Just, motion cap. just yeah. in the suit, <laughs> filmed in the suit, like in the green suit with the ping pong balls, just looking like that the whole time. Fine, whatever, wow. just whatever. Who knows what's coming? <laughs> Let's move on uh, before we start wrapping this up. Got a couple of more things. I know you're really excited about this. Uh, big Ooh. fan of the source material. We got a Death Note trailer for Netflix. So maybe Netflix is feeling the heat from Iron Fist, from the yeah. kind of the backlash. And they're like, okay, okay, well, don't worry. We've got uh, another oh, property. What can we do? Release it's... another guy, another white guy playing a Japanese guy. Yep, we got it. We got it, guys. We can fix this with the same exact strategy. <laughs> they released a Death Note trailer. Now, this, on the other hand, I think has been getting a lot of positive buzz, but this is more your wheelhouse. I am familiar with death note. I've seen most of the anime or at least a chunk of it. Mm -hmm. I saw the original, I think it was it a Japanese or Chinese film, the live action action Japanese film, the first one. 
I love that one, by the way. Yeah. I thought that was really well done. But what are your thoughts on the Death Note trailer? Hmm. Um, well, one thing that they already do is uh, reference Kida, the the killer. They kind of like taken the pseudonym of the main character, who's Light Igami. Um, right. So I don't know if that means this is going to be like a straight adaptation or just set in the same universe as. Because right. if they do it the second way, there's a lot of leeway for that. I mean, that'd be really cool to see. Like, this is just an American kid now. And the Death Note kind of falls on his lap. And he right. gets to play God. If you're not too familiar with the the, the premise of Death Note. Right, should yeah. we start there? Yeah, 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 start there. That's good. Um, Death Note is a series that uh, takes place around this one character, Light Yagami. He's a uh, like model student. Uh, I think top of the class. Top of his class and the, every class in Japan. <laughs> he's, like, he's like the perfect student. He's really brilliant. He's, he's really good. He's, he's brilliant. Um, his dad's a cop. Uh, and... He he's a he's a penchant for kind of like uh, kind of he's strong willed. He, he's a very strong willed guy. Uh, what happens one day is that he's uh, kind of bored in the lesson. And he's looking outside and he sees a, a black notebook kind of lying on the ground. Um, being such a good studious little boy, he goes out and picks it up and tries to find out who it belongs to. But what it says is on the front it says Death Note, and when he opens it up, it says that whoever holds this notebook can write somebody's name in it, and the person whose name is written is gonna die. In however they choose them to die. So, of course, this is already kind of like the uh, Faustian kind of deal. Uh, and you see this good guy, this standout guy, the perfect guy, the perfect kid, go evil, go kind of rogue, uh, and take justice into his own hands. Uh, it's really fucking cool premise. Um, yeah. You, you can go lots of ways with this. It's really interesting to see he's the main character, but he's kind of almost inherently evil a little bit. Right. Um, and yeah, the anti- that, which means the antagonist is like a good guy, but you're rooting for the bad guy. It's it's really cool. Um, if you haven't checked it out, please do so. Um, it's on Netflix, the original anime. If you're not into anime too much, if you want to read the comics, they're available as well. Um, okay, but wait, but, you also left off like kind of one, yeah, yeah. big thing. Uh, yeah. in that it also introduces the the Death Note itself is sort of the power of the book comes from oh right like yeah. a demon it's not any book it, it, yeah it's a demon's book because in this in the world that uh the, the death note takes place in shinigami or death gods uh they have these books and that's their job uh this one death god kind of got bored and just threw it down to earth yeah <laughs> he's just like wrecking shit like he's yeah. just fucking he doesn't give a shit he's just he's getting it, lit some other some other death gods kind of like hey you're gonna do that shit again you better fucking stop and he's like ah, i'm bored and he just drops it down um, it's just like, let's just see what's going to happen. Let's just see what we can do. But, you know, truly chaotic neutral. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, no, death gods are a thing. Anybody who has a death note just is, is the only person who could see that death God too. And they don't command you to do anything. They just want to watch. They yeah, they're just, doing. just kind of chilling. I think he, at least in the, if I remember correctly in the anime and in the Japanese movie, he's like, he likes apples, right? Yeah. He's eating apples all the time. Um, in the American version of this show, uh, they actually got and oh, Willem Dafoe, not the hero, Willem Dafoe <laughs> is the voice of the Shinigami. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Shinigami. He does the voice, so that that's pretty cool. He's got a pretty sinister voice. Um, I feel like that's good casting. Impressive. Um, I think the other thing I really like about this the whole premise is that, like you said, the antagonist slash maybe good guy is also um, 
he's like a consultant for the police, like the uh, the, t- the detective agency. Yeah, and he's really brilliant, also. Like great hacker. Yeah, like he's very very smart, and so you have like these kind of cat and mouse. Like you've got these. Nobody two knows characters. his name. He's only known by L. Right. Which is which is not his name, and so he can't be killed he by the death be, note. He can't be killed by the death note. Yeah, and so it's really cool. Like I just I love it's almost it's got a very I just realized this now it's very obvious. I don't know how I didn't realize this, but it's got a very um Sherlock Holmes Moriarty Yep kind of dynamic to it. And and um but yeah, so so it sounds like you're pretty excited uh for the show then the Netflix version of the show. Do you think they're on the right track? I think so. Uh, Netflix properties <laughs> I'm just figuring out from watching Iron Fist are kinda like you know, they're their own little pocket universe. It's kind of uh, the creative team, like the creative team from Orange is New Black isn't going to work on fucking uh, Jessica Jones or anything like that. Right. So it really it, depends on who they get. Yeah. So but I, I'm, I'm with it. I'm down for it. I'm willing to see how it goes. Well, we'll definitely touch on that more when it uh, when it gets released or if they release more material, because we know we do have a bunch of manga and anime fans out there, too, that are uh, you know listeners of the podcast. And we're going to try to incorporate more of that moving forward. Uh, as well all right last thing before we 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 close shop for this week is just this kind of cool rumor that i wanted to touch on because the movie actually came out this weekend Mm -hmm. and that's that's the movie life okay it stars uh ryan reynolds and jake gyllenhaal and a bunch of other people (laughs) and it's like a they're in space they come across the the first found living organism uh, in the universe that wasn't on Earth, I think, or something like that. Yeah. And it's essentially this little goop thing, and it, it like, they, they give a lot away in the trailer, again, which I hate, but... Pretty much the entire movie. Pretty much the entire movie. Everyone gets possessed by this thing. and Every cell is also a muscle cell and a nerve cell. So, they, like it, like, starts possessing people and killing people and whatever. It looks like an interesting movie, and the reviews have been pretty favorable. I do want to see it. I'm just not in a rush to see it. But here's the cool part. Here's where it connects. Like people are wondering, what the hell are you talking about life for? Like, what, I mean, right. Ryan Reynolds, I guess. But like, no. Here's where it gets juicy. Okay. Uh oh. There's a rumor that this movie is a backdoor prequel huh? for a Venom movie. Oh shit! <laughs> so. Say word. So it's it's actually co-financed and produced by Sony Pictures, who own the rights to all the Spider-Man stuff. And supposedly, and I don't know why they want to go this route, but this is supposedly <laughs> what they want to do. They want to make a Venom movie that is completely separate from Spider-Man. They don't want to incorporate anything from Spider-Man huh. or the MCU, which I think is a huge <laughs> mistake. I mean, it's a thousand times a mistake. But whatever, they love making mistakes. You know, I wish ah, I wish I could think of a really shitty Sony movie right now that I know is specifically a Sony movie. Uh, uh, uh the interview? Oh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man two. Oh, there, there you, you go. go. They love making mistakes. Um, the Rhino, Jesus Christ, whatever. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. Um. So yeah, there's this rumor that it's a backdoor prequel, and that the actual. Thing that's in life that's possessing everyone is going to end up being the symbiote that becomes Venom. Wow. And that's how it like gets to Earth Holy or whatever. Shit. And I'm like, okay, haven't seen life yet, right? We haven't seen it. I don't know. I'm sure some of you I'm just trying to live there, it, man. 
I'm sure some of you listeners have seen it. I don't know if they even reveal that, you know, like that, that it's going to be connected to anything else. Maybe we don't get that till the Venom movie. And then we realize, Oh wait, there was a connection. But if they do decide to go this way, I have to admit this would be really fucking clever. And I, I'd be totally on board with that. Now I want Venom to be connected to Spider-Man and the MCU because that shit's gold. So I would still like those to be connected, but if this is how you backdoor introduce it, I think that's pretty smart. Yeah. I mean, it's high concept as shit. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just so different. And Logan, Logan showed that you don't have to go like the standard route for your comic Definitely. book superhero films, you know, other movies have done it too, but like Logan, especially, so I don't know. Just real cool. CBCers out there, like if you see live, let me know. Get at me. Hit me up on Twitter. Um, hit, hit us up on the CBC Characters Twitter page at CBC Characters. Hit us up on the Gmail on Facebook again. Facebook forward slash Neil Before Pod. Hit us up in the thread where this podcast is going to be listed. Hit, you know, comment on our SoundCloud wherever you want to get us at iTunes, whatever. Please leave comments and reviews on iTunes. That really helps us out a lot. Get the, five stars, get, y'all. Get our, get our visibility out there. Hell, fuck. We'll take four stars, okay? Four, five, either one. Both are good. Hope you enjoy the show. But that's where we're going to end it this this week. Um, I just remember one last thing. I'm just going to throw this out here real quick before we close, yeah. as, we, as we're closing shop. And I do say the Fortress of Potitudes is now closed. Uh, how about Iron Fist? Fucking stealing the opening credits to Daredevil, um, right? With, with the fucking with the like motion image, like the music, Mm-mm. it's Mm-mm. just in like purple instead of red. Mm-mm. No, don't you don't do that. Mm-mm. You don't make lazy. A, that's what that is. You don't make a show that's worse fucking lazy and then steal the look. Don't do that. <laughs> Fuck you, Iron Fist. That's oh I'm shit! Closing this week. <laughs> I take real pissed about that. It made me really angry. But, but I'm Danny Rand. Uh, but get some shoes, you hippie. <laughs> Till next time, everyone have a fantastic week. Stay super. Bye.